0: You're listening to episode 156 of the Fits Pro Podcast, and today is for all of my online health and fitness entrepreneurs, professionals um, who want to be on social media, because that is widely where we access potential clients, our audience, where we build credibility and trust and likability with people who eventually we want to become customers over time. What social media platform should you be on? What makes the most sense for you? That is what we are getting into today. So without further ado, let's dive in. The Fitzpro podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller. Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist, Entrepreneur, Lover of Sleep, Lattes, and Dinosaurs, aka Not Your Average Fitspo. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a Fitspo. Welcome back to the Fitzpro podcast. If you happen to be an entrepreneur in the online health and fitness space, if you are a professional, if you are a pelvic floor specialist, if you are a physical therapist, if you are a registered dietitian or nutritionist or a strength coach, you know, health and fitness, especially in the online space spans so, 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 so wide. If you are one of those things, if you are in that field and you would like to build a sustainable and profitable online business, check out my free workshop. It's on demand. You can join anytime. It's called Your Biz, Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. You can sign up for that at anymiller.co slash workshop-register. And over on the site, if you are not interested in the workshop or you would like to snag some freebies, go to anniemiller.co slash resources. And that is where you will find all of the things I have created for coaches, trainees, and entrepreneurs. I would also like to start the podcast off by thanking Legion Athletics. They are the sponsor of this podcast, and they are also the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. If you are in the market for adding supplements, I highly recommend Legion, whether you are using them to make your life easier, get more protein in, for instance, maybe you want to try creatine for the first time, or you're looking for quality creatine. If you want to optimize your recovery on top of what you're already doing with your dietary intake... Legion are my people. Beyond the supplements themselves, working, tasting good, I love that they are scientifically backed. I myself, even as a fitness coach, did not take supplements for years because they are widely unregulated. And I just didn't know enough to trust these companies to put something in my body that. I didn't quite understand and it wasn't worth it for me from a training standpoint. Um, so they have what's called 100% formula transparency, meaning you can go and see the scientific studies, the literature behind not only the products and the ingredients that they put into the products, but the dosages that they use. That is very important. What dosage actually gives you the desired result or what the, what the ingredient is claiming it does. That depends on the dosage. So formula transparency. They're also 100% naturally sweetened. And if you are skeptical, they have 100% money back guarantee and free shipping. Go to buylegion.com, B-U-Y, legion.com, and use code Annie at checkout to save 20% off your first order. And you will also get double Legion reward points if you already love Legion. If you use them, you can still use code Annie to get some extra points. So much appreciated. As stated in the intro, today's episode is really for and geared towards people who are in the online health and fitness space. Again, that can range a a big span of professions, um, but that is who I am talking to, which is where my personal bias is, because it's what I did, it's how I built my business, it's the field that I'm in, and it's the people that I help. So you don't have to be that necessarily, but just know that that's kind of the lens that I'm viewing this through. The answer to today's question is not going to be something that is definite or forever. And that's for a couple of reasons. For one, social media platforms are always changing. They're disappearing and new ones are being added or created all the time. And also your creation process and preferences may change over time. Especially with content creation, you're going to find different things that you like or that you gravitate towards through the actual creation process. If you've never made content before, you don't know if you like long form content or writing versus um, verbalizing things or being on camera, you will find that through the creation process. And that may require you to experiment and maybe migrate on to other platforms over time. So know that this can be, yes, I want you to commit to one to two platforms, but know that that can be fluid as you learn about yourself as a content creator. And if you don't consider yourself a content creator, I fully understand that I didn't consider myself a content creator for a very long time. I kind of associated that with being an influencer, or that that's like how I make my money is creating content, almost like a blogger would be. And that wasn't me. I didn't want to wear that hat. But fact is, my business does and did for years widely depend on me creating content that was free, that built trust and knowability and likability with an audience that then would become customers. So just some perspective there. While I may talk about specific platforms like YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, any others, know that what we talk about today applies to all social media platforms that come up in the future. This is not specific to the current social media platforms that exist. First things first, when you are starting out in business, I am a very aggressive believer, and maybe you've seen this in other episodes or other content of mine, in the fact that you need to be on one single platform. Go all in, and then you can expand from there I really think it can be overwhelming and it's not the best use of your time when starting out to attempt to be on, you know, five different platforms. But I do wish personally that in hindsight, I would have considered a more long term approach when I chose Instagram to be my single platform six or seven years ago, however long I've been on the platform. So keep that in mind as we move forward and break down different aspects of these different types of social media platforms and why you may choose one over the other. You don't have to have your long-term plan yet, but just kind of keep that in on the back burner in the back of your mind. We first need to distinguish, this is very important and something I did not know early on and wish I would have, distinguish the difference between a search-based platform and a social platform because I will be lumping those together today and you know, calling them social platforms, we'll be discussing all of them, but they are not the same. And it's very important that you understand the difference because it can have implications on which types of platforms you choose to be on. A search-based platform, is a platform where content lives evergreen and has value for as long as that piece of content exists or has potential to have value for as long as that piece of content exists. This is because when you go to something like YouTube or Pinterest, for instance, you can search how to change your oil in a 2010 Volvo S60 and the most popular or widely used video could rank number one and it could be seven years old. Now that person's content, whoever posted that seven-year-old video, is continuing to drive traffic to whatever links they have in their description without them having to create new content on a daily basis like you see on other social media platforms. That's more common on social platforms than search-based platforms. Pinterest works the same way. There are still algorithms on all of these search based platforms, even on Google, but your content at least has the potential for longevity, and to live evergreen and continue to drive traffic wherever you want it to go on search based platforms, it doesn't guarantee it. You know your video may not rank number one, but the potential is at least there. The downfall to a search-based platform is time. It, it requires time. It requires longevity. It requires consistently consistency. Excuse me. Generally speaking, it's going to take a longer period of time to gain traction and traffic and to monetize anything on a search-based platform, which is something we have to think about from a business standpoint. Now, that is not definite either, and there are exceptions, but on a platform like TikTok or Instagram or even Facebook, the potential to gain followers and to build an audience that can potentially become customers for you can happen a lot quicker and is a lot higher on these platforms, which I think happens to be the draw to to platforms where content is posted daily and you can see those results quicker. There is more immediate gratitude on social-based platforms than there may be on search-based platforms. Search-based platforms are the long game, but they do pay off in the long haul. So The trade-off is on social-based platforms, like I mentioned, typically they require very high frequencies of content creation and output, where someone may post one to two videos on YouTube per week, which are more time intensive for sure to create and to plan. Someone would need to post five to 14 pieces of content or even more these days on a platform like Instagram TikTok, or Facebook to gain traction and to get people to follow them, to interact with their content, et cetera, et cetera. I mention these because they are currently the most widely used social platforms in the world from a global standpoint. All of that is to say, if you can swing it, I want you to think long-term and which two platforms make the most sense for you, the type of content that you like to create, what you gravitate towards, and where your audience is already searching for the type of information that you provide. What is your niche? What do you like to talk about? What is kind of your expertise? Um, and if you don't feel like an expert yet, what is what is your area of focus? What do you, for instance, me, when I was starting out, I was not focused on aesthetics. I was focused on movement patterns, providing education around high quality movement patterns, why that matters, what different cues are for lifting. It was really about lifting technique and gaining strength and building muscle. That was my focus, even if I don't still consider myself a quote unquote expert on that. So don't let expertise um, sway you away from what the point is here. On one social platform and one search platform, what platforms make the most sense for you, even if you're only starting on one of them now, maybe have an idea of what two are going to be your platforms long-term as you start to kind of build out your media web, as I like to call it. From a business standpoint, it behooves you to be on platforms, social or search base that allow you to generate income. Again, that's why I mentioned that I think social platforms have that pull because people can buy directly on them and very quickly. So I'm not talking about Directly making money from these platforms at the time of this podcast, yes, you can make money on YouTube. Like YouTube can pay you. You can make money on Instagram. Instagram is paying you. Same with Facebook. But that. Make it easy for a customer to click on a link and end up on your website and can purchase something from you, your business, apply to work with you. That's what I'm referring to. It behooves you to be on a platform where that can happen, where it's easy for the customer to purchase something from you. Pinterest works this way as well. Uh, People come to Pinterest and people come to Instagram prepared to spend money by and large in the present day always think about these platforms from a functionally from a functionality standpoint in the eyes of a business owner now don't drown in that water because you do want to create content that is organic to whatever platform you're on but also think like the entrepreneur Never lose that frame of mind within your content creation process, which should be very organic and you should enjoy it and it should make sense for whatever platform you're on, not from a business standpoint necessarily, but from a social standpoint or a search-based standpoint wherever you're at. In deciding which platform you're going to be on, I really encourage you to think about the type of content that you really want to create and you might not know that yet. Um, you might not know what you're naturally good at, and really, that just means that you you lack experience and exposure, and that will come through creating content. But it's very important that you do like the content that you're creating because if you love what you do, I guarantee that there is a way for you, as in love what you do uh, within the field of health and fitness, I guarantee that there is a way for you to demonstrate that, communicate that, express that through content creation. You'll find that through creating content, and you can absolutely enjoy that process. Creating content should not feel like you know, fingernails being dragged down a chalkboard. Like anything, especially in the health and fitness field, as a coach, as a practitioner, you know this. If you don't at least enjoy some aspect of content creation, it's going to be very difficult to stick with it, to adhere to that process and remain consistent. And that applies to putting out something on LinkedIn or YouTube once a week, or staying on top of posting five to 14 pieces of content on Instagram per week. I am not against you choosing a platform that you enjoy organically as well, or that you think has the form of content that fits what you want to do best, Um, I know that some people, I mean, myself, I've said like, you need to be on the platform that your ideal client is already on. But also, I do think it is a benefit or an advantage to already be on a platform as a consumer and understand it organically when you become a creator. The other side of that coin is, like I said, making sure that your messaging is needed there and that people are already searching for it, aka your ideal client is there, um, and they're taking in that type of content and messaging already. If you really like speaking but don't love being on camera, you could consider doing a podcast. If you really enjoy long-form content and creating long-form content and feel like You know, you can't possibly be on TikTok and have 10 characters or 10 words within your caption. It's just not going to happen for you. Then look at where you can create long form content. That might be YouTube. The good thing about YouTube or other search based platforms is that they're at the top of the content media web that I kind of mentioned earlier, meaning that you can take search-based content oftentimes and break it down into smaller pieces of content that you can then use on social platforms or even on other search-based platforms. Um, And it tends to be harder to go in the other direction from a smaller form social platform up to a YouTube video or something on Pinterest Etc., etc. If you already set, spend a, a ton of time on Instagram as a consumer, for instance, you might as well start creating your own content and make that shift from consumer to creator. You understand the platform, how it works, what people want to see, so you can channel all of that information that you really have taken in and create and optimize your own content. And that goes beyond Instagram, whatever platform you spend time on. I know that people don't think Facebook is still valuable. I don't love it personally. I don't use it personally, but it is still one of the most globally used platforms and you can't that that doesn't lie. The numbers don't lie. And what I suggest using this for from a health and fitness standpoint is groups and pages. If community is something that is very important to you and you want to create content for a community and you really want to cultivate a culture, then I would look either from a free standpoint or a paid standpoint, look at Facebook and how you could use that. You're essentially plugging into a platform that we already know works really, really well for people who highly value community. There are many other Platforms that provide community now, we can look at Mighty Networks, we can look at things like Circle, but they don't provide necessarily the potential reach for getting new people into your audience, into the community like Facebook does. And that's the differentiating factor, which is why I'm not mentioning those other platforms as somewhere to be from a social standpoint. So whatever platform, whatever social platform or search-based platform you choose, commit to sticking with it for the long haul. It's not going to be easy on any platform. And when I look back, you know, over the seven years that I've been on Instagram and the two and a half years I've been in podcasting, the people who I would consider quote unquote successful are those who have just kept going. They've just stuck with it. They've adapted when they need to. They've, you know, stuck to their approach when they need to. And that is why I say stick with it for the long haul. Again, it's not going to be easy on any of these platforms. There's no quick road to success, especially with algorithms now, which exist on any of these platforms that you choose. But it will eventually pay off if you are consistent and commit to learning how to create better content, how to be a better communicator, how to use that communication through your content on a given platform. It's just like health and fitness. Do what you can adhere to, stick with it for the long haul. That's where we're going to see results. There's no one size fits all, and all content is going to require work from you. Each platform is going to have pros and cons, and that's why I really encourage you to choose something that you think that you will enjoy creating and probably consuming because that gives you the highest chance of sticking with it. And that is what is most important in the end for getting results, for getting whoever is in your audience to eventually become paying customers. Because again, we're on social media to build businesses. Finally, if you love this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give the show five stars leave a written review. It is much appreciated and if you're not on my main mailing list or don't know what I'm talking about, head over to anniemiller.co slash news and you can choose between Annie's Weekly Wisdom or Annie's Daily Dose. Both of those have exclusive discounts for y'all. Until next time, I'm Annie Miller and thank you so much for tuning into the Fitzboro Podcast.